0: This storm, a normal gaming podcast that knows news, reviews, and Ben spews. This week, we're going to, we're going to change things up a little bit. Welcoming my co-host, Ben Slinger.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yep. We're not going to do our usual segments this week. No Ben spews. I know, I know that everyone loves when I spew on about a game that I've been playing, but this week we don't have time because we are doing our top 10 games of the year games of
0: 2021 yeah um i mean we went back and forth on this quite a while we we haven't even been, been able to narrow down which out of the top 10 is ranked number one which is ranked number 10 it's just no. like we love them all so no, we just we we, we equal went back rankings. and forth
1: yeah we we argued a lot about some games that did make it in didn't make it in but this is just our our top 10 no particular order we're going to go through them all and uh and hopefully, you agree with us. If you don't, mm. shoot us a review, let us know, tell us in the socials. We love to have a good bit of discourse. <laughs> a good bit of discourse in the Discord, yes. Discourse in the Discord. It's
0: like Panic at the Disco, but more video games. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ben, why don't you start us off with number whatever? Pick number one.
1: Yeah, all right. Our, our first pick, and look, this one was one of those ones that, you know, we weren't sure if if it was going to- Get in there, but in the end, it did deserve to be in the top 10. It's awesome disco mission.
0: Yeah. From psychnosis.
1: From psychnosis. They've come back onto the scene this year with this. I mean, really this, this revolutionary rhythm game. Hmm. Just involving color and, and music and, and probably uh, the best use of ray tracing that I've seen this year. Like, that's it. Like, and the ray tracing actually. I mean it had gameplay effects. you had to mm. do things with those reflections, like you had to respond to those reflections in yep. the way you that get, the light bounced hit, around
0: the room. You get you get hit by that blue ray, you need to do the move for the for the blue ray. You get hit by the red ray, you need to make sure that you're not speaking at that time.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. And, and and look, the best
1: I was I was what I was amazed by really and what really got this up into the top ten was how well they managed to get the ray tracing to work in VR. Just, just an incredible feat of technology, mm. uh, and and just the interface there that then sort of tells you what colors you're being hit by at any time, so you, so that you can do the correct moves, and then you've got that mirror in front of you,
0: which is doing like they're rendering twice the work. It was incredible. <laughs> yeah, but I th- I think if you if you actually think about it, I think what they've actually done is they've just done a puppet. So, it's just sort of um, rather than actually doing the, the ray tracing for that because- Yeah, look, if- I have to we, cut corners somewhere.
1: If we want to get into the sort of behind the scenes stuff and, you know, you know that Trevor and I kind of are these like hobbyist game developers. So, we, we think about this sort of stuff. Uh, yes, I think you're right that they did f- sort of fake that as such because you can't get the full ray tracing, you know, 100% in VR. We just don't have the tech yet.
0: But look- they faked it so well that who who would know? Who would know, really? <laughs> um, which was your favourite stage? Because mine has to be like that. I know that they didn't call it Studio 54, but it just- It, <laughs> it, it just- It had
1: that it out sort that, of 70s that feel. feel. Uh, yeah, there was, there was just the- car Like, just the colours and the carpet and the table. Yeah, like, that was a good level. That was a good level. Uh, I I did like the the special features that they brought into each level. Uh, mm-hmm. and so, and so in that Studio 54 level, there were just a lot more sequin sections. So you just had the lights going in all directions. Um, and you know, obviously then leading up to the disco ball and that just being an amazing, you know, aspect. Uh, but no, I think my favorite mission, and I think just because from the, the ridicul- ridiculousness of it was the forest mission. Ooh.
0: Because- I thought you were- go- I thought you were going to go maybe the pirate mission, but no, the forest mission- No, I- well, I look, get
1: a pirate mission, I could at least see them being disco, or like, yeah. pirates could be into disco, pirates could be into dancing, they like their shanties and whatever. They can, They can do whatever they like, they're pirates. But <laughs> this was like, you're literally playing jungle creatures dancing to, to oh, these yeah. songs, and, and just they had the whole band in- they had the whole band in the background, like the toucan on the drums-
0: just banging away with his beak and you, you heard who they did um who they got to do motion capture for that?
1: Yeah, it was Dave Grohl. It's just like I don't Amazing. know how I don't know how they managed to turn his drumming. I don't know if they got him to slam his face into the drums occasionally so that the toucan could use its beak to like, you know, hit the hit the snare occasionally, but they've nailed it. And I mean Dave Grohl is the consummate performer, so uh
0: <laughs> yeah, that that was my favorite level. Yep. Okay. Um the Easter eggs. I I can't go away without mentioning the Easter eggs and just the the amount of references to like. I mean, did you see the lemmings in at, at the back of of that forest level? No, were they?
1: No, I missed that. <laughs> so they had. The- I didn't. I don't think I caught any Easter eggs. There were references to like other Psychosis
0: games, but not just Psychosis games. It was like references all over the place. There was an Austin Powers reference in the studio. Oh, of I mean, I got I well, also- got that. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. But there were lemmings. There was like even at one stage, I think Team Seventeen or or one of the other one of the other groups must have helped out a little bit because there was, or even Code Masters mm-hmm. because there were micro machines in in like I think the, I just the back thought- of the back of like the the basement level. Like mm.
1: oh, see, I didn't. I, th- I just think I just assumed they were random cards. But I mean that makes sense then. Yeah, yeah. uh that's that's cool. That was I'm now. See, now I want to go back and replay it. And yeah. catch all that stuff. I mean and and that's the that's the great thing about a game like that is it is so replayable. Uh, you know, even though they had those sort of story threads running through uh
0: with like the secret agents and stuff.
1: <laughs>
0: it didn't really I, I, I started thinking, is this a reference to like the Leak Beat agents? Because they did have that kind of that kind of feel to it and then yeah, no they but, just went in a totally different direction. It was well, like Well that's it and
1: I think without
0: because because
1: the, they were always off to the side. So that was kind of, and that, and that's what I was going to say is that I think this because the story is there but it's off to the side it just it adds to that replayability. It's like, oh you do yeah. want to do those missions again. Try to get a better score, you know, try to try to find all those Easter eggs without that story getting in the way. But if yeah. you want, you can follow that that secret agent mission all the way through
0: and see especially it and reveal especially it. Especially you know? because I didn't realize this till right near the end. I think it was just after the jungle level. I think it was the laundry level. Um, where this, the, the middle silent agent, you know, the Mm -hmm. one who just never moves or anything. Tall one. Yeah. He started moving as I was getting better in this, in this sort of, you know, movement and I was getting right into the beat. Yeah. And I swear I saw him move his hips a little bit and I'm like, I reckon I could go through every single one of these levels, and if I do the right moves all the way, you but could actually get by the end the the, the middle agent like full I, on. Uh,
1: getting I would love it. I would love if they worked something that subtle into it. I don't know if I, I you might be stab- you might be reaching there, Trev. But I don't know. I haven't read cool. anything
0: up on it. Like that'd be cool. That'd be cool. You know, Polygon didn't didn't um didn't put anything out. About it, you know, they can yeah. go in depth into this game. There's a lot of good players out there, so you'd think they've noticed, but
1: yeah, maybe. Who knows? Anyway, that awesome disco mission, that's in our top 10. That's the first one we're talking about today. Trev, do you want to give us the next
0: one? So, it's it's definitely one of these ones that, like, my first pick for today, um, I, I know that we went back and forward on this one a little bit. Uh, this one's Portable Execution. yeah. Yeah. So it's the one set in the, set in the laptop where you're you're actually executing or terminate stay you know terminate and stay residence. you know it's like you're yep. effectively you're you're being the task manager you get to go through <laughs> and it's
1: this was an interesting one. Uh
0: and I mean this is right up
1: our alley. You know long longtime listeners will know like it was no surprise that this is in our top 10 because we love these sorts of games. Um especially the way that like yes, it was all set on the laptop, but they had the full 3D environment around
0: it that would change. Which is so funny because you know it was one of the earliest laptops from the 1990s. <laughs> Yet they got it's that juxtaposition of well, having exactly, a, yeah. having a. F- Early four eight six laptop, but having beautifully, you know, beautifully rendered. rendered you know, you've got the you, when when your character is or the,
1: the whoever's holding the laptop is is sitting on the train, and you've got the lights coming by, and yeah. But then, but then going across this very low low res, you know, chunky
0: chunky four eight six yeah. laptop. I mean, you you never would have thought that Unreal Engine would be the perfect engine for a game like this, but. It just works I mean, so I guess, well.
1: Yeah. When you've got all that, when you've got that beautiful 3D background and then, you know, I think Unreal Engine's got some pretty strong UI tools. So uh, that's essentially then what the game's built
0: on. It's all UI. So, uh, it makes sense. It makes sense. It's very the flexible engine. Uh, um, what, what I loved is, you know, the parts where you're playing as, as the programmer on the train and you, you're looking to the screen and you see the world rendered behind. Like, oh, the
1: reflect again, like, the reflection, this is, this like, is the oh. year of ray tracing, uh, mm. or at least, uh, you know, fake ray tracing or whatever we end up doing. But no, that was, in this case, and, and there's almost strategy to it at times, mm. you know, if that, the, or at least, you know, you, you get to see, it adds to the story, it really adds to the, and the sense of location at any point. Uh, the normalcy going on around you, while the just the chaos is happening on your screen as- as you are you know hacking and, and and making these changes to the world
0: from your humble laptop but it it's the it's the fact that they they juxtaposed it with like platforming slash RPG elements you know inside once you once you made a choice as the programmer, you then got to go in as as like the task manager yes uh, doing the execution of of these um, well, and, and well, I just, I loved the relationship between the programmer and the
1: task manager. Like, mm, I mean, it, it's, it's a bit of a stretch for them to have that sort of AI in that, in those times. But like, it makes, it makes sense. Like, you know, we've talked about the movie electric dreams before. Like it's not, it's not, no worse than that. Uh, but yeah, the choice then to do the hacking and, and the, and the sort of inner, uh, inner computer gameplay as, as classic platforming. Was, was bold, but it worked so well. And adding in some of those, uh, almost Celeste esque, uh, you know, difficult puzzle platformer puzzle yeah. platforming to, to really make those connections, hook up the different, uh, pieces of code and stuff works, worked so well.
0: Oh, yeah. And didn't you just want, didn't you just want the girl like sitting like two rows behind to, ch- to just fall in love with a programmer? Like, well, she, I feel like they hinted she at. Kept on- like she kept on looking up at yeah. at her and then looking back down and looking up at her. And like they, they'd catch their eyes every now and again. Well, and-, and again,
1: that was just one of those amazing little things that you wouldn't even notice if you weren't paying attention to it. But yeah, you'd see them making eye contact via the reflection of the screen. Mm. Uh,
0: that, that was just brilliant. Like that's just a brilliant little touch. Um, yeah. And just a, just a fun story. Like never would have thought that a, a game set on a computer could. Have has such an emotional impact.
1: Well, like, and especially in the, like, you see a lot of them in, in somewhat more modern times when you've got a lot of, like, actual just text chat going on and whatever. But this was all kind of revealed just through the just files through that actions. you found yeah. and the actions that you took. Uh, there was no real direct communication with anyone. So, yeah, the way that they really revealed the relationships in the story just mm. worked so well. Um, and no, and we don't want to, we're not going to spoil the ending, but uh, I mean, perfect, yeah, perfect landing basically. Yeah. So
0: perfect landing, um, that there's no, hopefully I've sold you on it as to why I, why I had to put this in, into the top 10. Like there's a lot of good games out there, but this to me was just one, oh, of, yeah. one of the best of the year. So yeah, look, I didn't, I didn't fight too hard. And, and the only reason I did was, you know,
1: because there's so much, uh, other good stuff out there this year.
0: Awesome. So, that's Portal Execution. Uh, that gets the, you know, 15 thumbs up from me. Yeah.
1: And uh, you really should get that looked at, Trevor, because most people only have two thumbs. I've just got a bag of them. All right. Well, the, the next one that we're going to talk about, Sleepy Robot Academy. And look, I'm not usually one for these, like, dating game kind of th- kind of things. But there's all, I feel like there's one every year that comes out that kind of just, like, Breaks away from the pack and from the tr- from the common tropes, and then gives you something a bit different, you know. So because we- we've had like boyfriend dungeon and like um, dream daddies and that sort of thing, and along those lines, Sleepy Robot Academy just it gave me something a bit different that that I wouldn't mm. usually I wouldn't usually play the dating game uh, sort of thing,
0: but uh. a robot love story, you know, where Emmanuel got the emotion chip installed and. Just well, that next scene was just ugh, yeah, and good.
1: and well, and just, uh, that yeah, and you look, you you jumped right to the heart of it, like key scene, and the fact that up until that point you would assumed he had the emotion chip, and so it just. It goes back and colors all your past experiences with him. Mm. I mean, that gave me shivers. Like that was an amazing moment. And then just the artwork that, and like that's just, even that, just that simple animation, you know, obviously these, these games are often somewhat short on animation, but, um, they just, they did that beautifully hand drawn animation of just the way he kind of lit up. Mm. But look, even just going back to, to the, to the intro and the way that they just had you buy into the concept so easily, mm. uh, so early on. You know, you sort of weren't, it didn't feel, uh, it didn't feel odd that you were a human trying to date robots at this school.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Like, it's just, there's just so many, so many places that I thought that this would go, but I never would have, I never would have pegged that, you know, human robot relations would, would become the norm, like by the end, by the end of the game, like it felt yeah. Wrong going in and it was just even also and even though, right coming out.
1: And even though they had you, like, I mean, they called the tutorial literally human robot relations 101, uh, which made sense. And it, and it was sort of built into the story like that because, you know, your character, this was the first time they were meeting a human character to, uh, to this academy. And they, they sort of, so you would take, you essentially, the, the way they still had it work, even though you're basically taking a class for robots to learn how to talk to humans. But you're like you're sort of having to see it from their point of view straight away. So I think that's really what made it
0: work. Definitely. What did you think about the about the mentor?
1: Yeah, um, that was yeah that was sort of the one thing I think that let it down a bit. Because um, they they had they had J J Zero Seth throw. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. They never that was never one of the voiced
0: lines. Um, well, they voice so little, like, that's, yeah, the I, I mean, only gripe by that. Like, it. I
1: wish that they had the budget to voice more because the voice acting was great. Uh, when they, and they, you know, they obviously did some of those key scenes. But, um, I mean, it kind of goes to show then that, like, that whole mentor arc, uh, it was sort of, they could have, I think that could have been cut. The whole thing could have been cut. Uh, he wasn't a great character. He sort of was just saying things too obvious. You know, coming in and, and reminding you that you're a human, and you know, making it seem like it almost seemed counterproductive because he 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 was so against the against human robot relationships,
0: even uh, though he's the one that kept on saying you have to put on the cardboard box that makes you look like a robot. Well,
1: that's it. Well, it was this weird thing. It was almost like by. He's almost trying to sort of bring you, he's trying to make you a robot so he can feel better about you having relationships with the other robots, but at the same time is giving you the tools to do so, even though he doesn't agree with it. Anyway, I think, you know, it was obviously meant to be a bit of a an analogy for bigots in the real world and different, you know, and that sort of thing, but it it just, it, it didn't really work for me.
0: No. I think the reason and I think we're both in agreement here as to why this belongs in our top ten is yeah. because the ending scene of which you could tell they 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 had run out of budget in the in the voicing, but it was still the most emotional thing. Well, when yeah. well
1: no let, let, let let's not spoil it. Let's You know and get- we can give a spoiler warning if you wanna
0: Okay, spoiler warning? warning. Right. Three, two, two, two one, one. Okay. So when robot PL one zero zero nine Yeah just give me a second. When they sacrificed their their programming for for Jay. Yeah. It it was just beautiful. It was- and spoiler out.
1: Oh, I don't get to respond. <laughs> okay, you okay, spoiler <laughs> back on. Spoiler, spoiler back on, on. on. Spoiler on. <laughs> Yeah, I look I agree. And I'm glad they kinda of left it open. They had mm. the command prompt kind of flashing there. So you kinda of knew that okay. They lingered on that
0: black screen for maybe they can just be a little bit too long.
1: Maybe they can be restored. It was almost the inception moment uh of, you know, is uh, wobble, uh, is, wobble, something, wobble. is something gonna be typed, yeah. Cursor. Cursor. Uh cursor and prompt. <laughs> but but I agree, like and I think this is probably a common theme with our games tonight, because it matters so much, is just strong endings. There's so many games that in the end game kind of just drag on or or they don't know how to wrap things up. But this
0: one- This sleep- one actually ended almost a little bit before it should have. Like, it came yeah. out so strong, but it but was- But I think they kind of had to- I think they kind of had to
1: do that. I feel like it would have been riding a fine line to really- Yeah. To, keep, to it really going. keep it going. So, yeah, for me, for me, it was the perfect timing. I, I can see yep. why you'd want more just because it's brilliant. Like, you telling, just yep. find yourself immersed in the story, but it's like a good book, right? You don't, you don't want it to end. <laughs> um, but no, they did well. And spoiler out.
0: Yeah, spoiler out, spoiler out. Okay. Um, let's talk about the, let's talk about the, uh, the voice, the voicing for a little bit. All right, like, quick
1: because we do we should
0: move yeah, yeah. on to our next game. Um so there were only 5 lines in the entire game. I know it seems really? weird, but only it seemed like five. way more. Felt like so many more, but 5 lines. I guess were, they were just such were key voice lines. Acted. Yeah. Yeah. And uh. 3 of them were J like Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Did you know that the developer did both J and PL's lines? Really? Jeez. So, that different. Was so different. Yeah, I was gonna, exactly. They were so different. I can't believe that. That's wild. I believe you put it through a vocoder. Though.
1: Yeah, I mean, you'd, ha- you'd have to. Um, but yeah, like I mean, sole developer. Like, what else are you going to do? But uh, an amazing kind of achievement for for a single developer to to put that out. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right.
0: Suppose we better go on to. <laughs> <laughs> for our fourth game. Our fourth game. Okay, I'm just I'm just going to blurt this out there. MTV's Tetris Legends. <laughs> I cannot
1: believe uh let you put this into the top <laughs> 10, but you, I mean, look, you played it a lot more than I did. I did. Uh, I definitely um, put in a few hours, but I think I saw on your Steam, like, yeah. what, a hundred-
0: 100- 400- no, 400.
1: 400. I was going to say 100. 400 hours. hours. It was more than 100. So, you're
0: at 400 now. Jeez. Um, yeah, I kind of didn't sleep all through <laughs> all through like <laughs> April through August. Like it was just MTV's Tetris Legends every single night. So, I mean, you were saying to me
1: that, uh, in, in, you, that you were kind of comparing it to like the Guitar Hero and Rock Band era uh, where just the way that like life,
0: bringing in licensed music but doing so much with it. Hmm like playing Tetris while you know you, you got to choose your character of one of the, one of the MTV legends um and you know you got to play online or you who could, who or who, or did, who could was players. your favorite to
1: play like did you have a go to
0: I did have a couple of go-tos um when when they added the the Dave Mustaine um You know, rock the vote, uh, because, you know, he was an NPV legend back in, back in the day. Um, I, I must admit I, I purchased that straight away and I was playing, I was playing with him a lot, but then just some of the time I think I was playing one of, one of the people from like, uh, you know, that 17 going on pregnant or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you (laughs) know,
1: I, because just because it's such a like nostalgic thing for me. I couldn't go past playing Beavis.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Like it, it got, it did get a bit. Annoying. Daria
0: did get a lot of. It, a, it did a get a bit play annoying
1: that every time you'd get a line, you'd be like, "Ah,
0: Cornhole." But I don't know. it's just made me yeah. laugh. Um, but having been been able to play online and then coming up against like if you were playing Beavis and someone else was playing Butthead, yeah, the way they'd they'd actually, you know. Yeah, they talk, like- talk together, and the, and the commentary would actually they be did like added.
1: Yeah, they did add
0: a ton of like custom stuff for those sort of like synergizing of of different yeah. uh, characters. Like, yeah. at one stage, I was playing Dave Grohl, and uh, I was playing against oh, can't remember his name, but he was playing uh, Jack Black. Yeah, And, of course, the whole Tenacious D thing came up. Yeah. And so, Dave Grohl all of a sudden turned into the devil and, and like- <laughs> Oh,
1: man. That's also- I did yeah. get a few. I did get a few like that. Um but Like, when you just- uh, Nothing- I don't think I saw any quite like that, but just, like, when you would get members of the same band um coming in, uh, I did see- I think it was when I was playing against you, actually, when you were playing uh Dave Mustaine and I was playing James Hetfield, and they, mm. like,
0: got into a punch-up just about.
1: Yeah. Uh, that was, <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> and distracting. Uh,
0: distracting, especially because, you know, there was Symphony of Destruction playing at the same time as um, Enter Sandman. And well, but the they, way that they, they didn't remix them, like, in that way, that the made them work so well together. It's because- I don't know how they did it. It was all in one ear and then all in the other ear. So, it was- it, they weren't actually fighting against each other. It was like, you could just listen to one side a little bit more than the other.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. But they're still. I mean, I think they definitely they must have tweaked them a bit to really make them work, uh, so they weren't completely overwhelming each other. But uh, but we should get into some of the gameplay because, like, for those who haven't played, you know, it's Tetris. You probably can't kind of fucking awesome you can add sort of music gameplay into Tetris. But I don't know. It just it just works.
0: Um, it really does. Like timing um, drops. If you time your drops, if you if on one of the big crashes, you get a Tetris, you know where you where you yeah. drop the big line piece down, you get like extra points. And of course, the main part m- main part of the game is playing it in in multiplayer mode. That's where if you've got everything timed perfectly, your your lines get added to their end up on the their other title. players' board. Yeah, yeah. on their board. pushes them up. Um, but it it doesn't do that unless it's in time. So it's all about like. And They must have spent so much money on the music videos because every single stage had like a music video that was it felt three D rendered like it didn't.
1: I, I know they. I think they must have like somehow recreated. I don't know if they used an AI or something, but like they, they recreated they, such. They felt of real, but music. they
0: they they definitely there was you like parallax. They. They had depth to them, and it was really, really good. Yeah,
1: they never showed, like, a full, like, 3D walkthrough or anything. Like, I don't think they built no. the whole thing, but they'd obviously-
0: They'd altered it enough to give it depth. It was- Yeah, it was wild. Uh, yeah, so MTV Tetris Legends, that was definitely one of my favourites for the yeah. year. Yeah. No, that's a good one. That's a good one.
1: All right. Uh, what are we up to? Uh, our fifth. We're coming up on the halfway point, point. Uh, and look- we're we're going into some of the big the big hitters of this year. Like everyone, everyone knows the big RPGs and stuff that come out. Yeah, and so Spellbinders Aftermath. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, it's on everyone's list this year, so no surprise. But we loved it as well. I just it's it's a shame they got world. they got snubbed at the game awards though. Like that, they got robbed. I can't. I couldn't believe that. Like, I mean, look, there are some good games. There were some other good RPGs that came out this year. Um, what ended up winning? I can't remember for uh, like for best RPG this year. Skyrim again, I think. <laughs> What's that? They shouldn't be allowed to do that. Just release another version of Skyrim on some new platform. Um, anyway, I don't know. That's that. That's our regular joke. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> It probably wasn't. Whatever beat it was. out. Whatever beat it <laughs> out. I'm sure it was worthy, but. Uh, to me, Spellbinders Aftermath, like, for a sequel as well, to just eclipse the original this much, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like often sequels will fall flat, but uh this just did a good job. And, like, uh, I don't know, the magic system just as one small part. And, I mean, obviously in a Spellbinders game, yeah, yeah, yeah. you need a good magic system, but they improved so much upon that, and it just felt- So natural to cast the spells while still really having a good idea of like how much of the different types of mana you had and stuff to, uh,
0: to know what you could cast at any point. Yeah. In fact, I kind of liked that by the end of the game, the mana cost wasn't really even coming into play anymore. Like you, you'd grown into such a powerful wizard that it it no longer mattered. You know whether you had the, you know the spell slots or the or the mana. It was just free. Yeah,
1: well, I I think that's one of the things I loved about it is that exactly, it felt like you were becoming so powerful. Like so many RPGs, the numbers get go up, but essentially the game is the same at the start of the beginning. You've got maybe same difficulty all the way through but this yeah it essentially by the time you were at the end like yeah you weren't worried about balancing your your mana types and and how you, and how they were being mixed because you just had such power and 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 control over it all
0: yeah but also the fact that you could choose whichever like you know whichever sc- School of magic that you want yes. to go down. You, you know, you wanted to go down a little bit more, you know, transfiguration and all that sort of stuff. You could turn people into, into mice and all that sort of stuff and, and just stop or, stomp There's on so them. There's
1: so much depth there. It's, I, it's in, it's, it's amazing. Like I started playing through again, um, this time as like a, a fire slash plant magic mage. Um, you and wouldn't
0: think that that would synergize, but
1: no, but it's incredible. You, like you can create these these oh, epic actually, spells where you can like fire out vines and then just
0: and then just set then them alight, set you know? them all on fire, so they're, yeah. entra- they're they're entangled in the vines and then they're they were on fire. Yeah. And, like they can't move anywhere. That's, exactly, that actually like, does synergize really well. Like,
1: but like the, it's completely different to my first run through. Yeah, um, where I did play like a mostly um, transfiguration and and like uh, shit. What was it called? With just levitation and shit. Um, just like the, I can't remember. Yeah, they, yeah, there's yeah. a name for it, but I forgot what it is. The uh, the yellow one, the yellow type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that like it plays completely differently. The strategies in the battles
0: mm. uh, are just completely different. Um, yeah, My I one complaint it. was that they did shoehorn in the multiplayer mode. I'm yeah,
1: like,
0: I mean, I was amazed
1: they had that at all. Honestly, why do they need so it? Much they, they had, had such built, a
0: but- had a such such a strong single player game. Yeah. I suppose that's what you get when, you know, you're bought out by EA and they just, they want- And that was a
1: late game thing. Like, they'd had so much of this developed and then, you know, that, that's why there was all the delays as well. But look, well, worth the delays to me. I mean, I'm not the sort of gamer who gets pissed off at delays because I want the best game to come out. And in this case, it was
0: definitely worth it. Um, what did you think of the story, though? Loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, look, taking a necromancer and turning him into into, like- light- the the funny sign the funny sidekick <laughs> yeah was was like you wouldn't have thought that that would be you know a good move but oh my god he he gave out some of the funniest lines of the entire thing it was and- funny
1: it was a funny game like you can't say that about many games in general much less RPGs uh really but like yeah having Dilbo there the whole time. Uh, pretty much, except for that one section. Yeah, Uh, which
0: again, spoilers. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to spoil. Uh,
1: but yeah, that that added a whole a whole thing to it, and even like commentating through the battles, and um, you know, he'd run off and hide behind a tree, and like even just the situational AI that they had for that, like, yeah, he never got in. I never saw him like get in the way. He could be damaged. I did see him get Mm. hurt a few times, but like he was smart about where he'd hide and just like yell quips out at you.
0: But I loved that if you if you got to know him really well later on in the games, like as you defeated each enemy, he'd just raise him from the dead and they'd be fighting on your side now. And it's like that's that's something that, you know, you had to work at it's kind of that felt very mass effecty that, you know, mm. you had to do his side. See quest that was and all interesting because I stuff.
1: didn't I didn't grow my party that way. Um I knew that that was an option because I saw like but I didn't really follow the I didn't really develop Dilwo's, like skills that Oh, you, d- you didn't go down his side mission? No, no. I, his I went side mission was one of the best,
0: best parts of the whole game.
1: Well, but did you do the the Spy Network stuff? Because that's how I filled out my party. Ah, uh, yeah. Is I, like I, I was missed that around- on the first
0: go through. Maybe I'll do that on the next go yeah. through.
1: Well, and that's- I mean, again, one of the amazing- Like, there's just so many options. But uh, yeah, with that, with that one, you're essentially like- As you come into each town, you start- Like, you can talk to the bartender and you kind of get- this whisper network going on, and you sort of raise, rise through the ranks of the spies, mm. uh, and that gives you access to uh, new people who will join your party and stuff uh, and fight with you. So, yeah, that was because for me, that was, I mean, again, that was just the sort of character I felt like playing. I felt as he was a yep. bit more, um, a bit well, more sneaky. Well,
0: Dilbo's side mission was a little bit controversial, and you know, I suppose we should talk about the fact that. You know, yes, he has a zombie girlfriend. um, Yeah, there were some weird takes on that I saw. But Um. the thing is, in this case, yes, he normally has control over, over, you know- Any any parts of the of the dead that he yeah they didn't play it off as him. This zombie wasn't brought back by him, so he's got no control over over the zombie. He just happened to fall in love with a zombie, and like it's it's not it's not a weird thing. It's a really loving story, and
1: yeah. uh, Look, I I can see where (laughs) I can see where the the difficulty comes in because technically she was under the like she could be controlled. By someone else, and there are obviously consent issues and that sort of thing. There, I certainly don't think the the, the relationship with Dilbo itself was problematic.
0: Oh, but uh, no! That's the thing. That's what everyone's missing. Hmm. Dilbo beats the other necromancer, and through some mystical sort of stuff that happens, that I want to give too much away, she gets released into into a into you know full autonomous.
1: Oh, mode. so after
0: that point, she can't she's even got mean, she she's she chooses own. to be with with him because you know I th- I think and I may have got this wrong because of the translation issues, but I think it was actually his like girlfriend from before. Oh
1: really? No, I, was, I didn't catch yeah. that. But like I said, I didn't I didn't I didn't uh, follow all of Dilbo's missions. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Uh, well translation remember.
0: issues aside, um you know Amazing I mean, 9, game out
1: of ten game I would say. Like
0: yeah. This
1: there there's no question about this one between us that this was gonna be in the top ten.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do number six. Okay. Counting down into, into the, into the second half. Yep. You knew, you knew I'd have to, I'd have to do this. There's mm. no surprise to you that I loved disturbed bass fishing. <laughs> <laughs> it's who yeah, would have thought the band disturbed just, and bass fishing could work together, but this was probably just, the
1: one that I fought the hardest on. <laughs> Cause I, <laughs> for me, I, mean, I love disturbed and I have for a long time, but. The game didn't really
0: click with me, dude. It's because you pirated it. If you bought it, you'd get the controller. <laughs> you'd get. You'd get. You'd get the peripherals. Well, but I, I'd,
1: I'd read that that wasn't.
0: All that oh, necessary. it, it changed. It changed the game. Right. It's, sell, like, sell us on it. Sell us. On sell it us on it. Okay. Yeah. So if you if you remember, like back in the day with the Dreamcast, they had the fishing rod controller and yeah. all that sort of stuff, and it was like whenever you do the the casting, it never felt quite right because it was like it was just a you know you'd launch it, launch it out and it would go a predetermined amount of distance well this had like a mercury trigger in it so you it could tell how far you were actually casting the rod and i mean okay but i mean i could i somewhat got that just by like the flick mechanics as well or the controller cuz they supported that too yeah but they had because you know this was this was one of the switch's big games. you know they had they had the th- you know the awesome um you know what what we used to joke about the the um the rumble ha- the rumble with how many ice that's whatever cubes what in was it, it? Yeah. premium rumble i don't think that's yeah, what what it was. whatever it was um you put you put the um you put the the joy joy con into it, and you could tell when you had a little nibble or when you had a full bite and all that sort of stuff, and you'd have to pull back and you'd be fighting against uh, fighting against it at all times like and the fact that you could even. Use use for the first time in a long time the um the VR attachment for the Switch like you the know the Labo thing the the Labo thing yeah it came with a free like Labo mm. thing that you could fold up and put on your face yeah that so it was it was I like mean, you to were be there fair, to be and fair, then you I had David, David Draymond. then you would had David Draymond. yeah like yeah. coaching you all the way through
1: yeah well I, yeah I got that bit because I yeah I did play it on an, yeah. an emulator because well I don't think I had my Switch at that point so. Yeah. When well, I when I played it and I didn't go back to, to it again. Um I mean it's it's a You gotta admit it's a weird pull though to have disturbed I mean they haven't have they even released an album in the past couple of
0: years? No, because they were working on this game. <laughs> right. Like like they believed in it gamers, so much. So like they believed in this game so much. Are they and gamers or are they just like fishing? I think it's both. Both. But but anyway. Uh, one of my favorite my favorite moments is I'm I'm in the big fishing tournament. I'm pulling in a fish, and it's about to get get away. And all of a sudden, I, like I'm starting to feel down. I hear David Draymond just in the boat beside me go, "Ooh!" Uh, 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 and it's like, and just it got me back <laughs> like in, almost into a reaction. A reaction. Almost as a reaction, because he knew that I was about to lose the fish, Yeah. and it gave me the confidence to win that tournament. And then they did a con. Then they did a concert at the end, and they played all the hits.
1: I did find all of the sort of references to their songs a bit jammed in. Like they didn't really feel natural. It was like you, you know, you throw out your line, and then he's like, "All right, drop it down with the sickness." Like it kind of didn't really. It, like, yeah. I don't know. It didn't really fit and. Although I did like in that level, in that like bonus level, uh, where you could use the dynamite and then it ends on ten thousand fish <laughs> in the air,
0: that was amazing. Ten thousand fish in the air, yeah, yeah. That
1: was that was a good.
0: Moment. And slow motion as they I got us like falling down. I had shivers. That, okay, I that would have been good. In,
1: that would have been good in VR. That, that was amazing. I, I can see that I missed out there.
0: Yeah. All right. Anyway, okay. okay. Your next one.
1: All right. Uh, this was a big one this year. Mm-hmm. Monster ego.
0: <laughs> it was big in more ways than one. It I was mean, big in a lot of ways. <laughs> the whole thing is about the monstrous ego of this character, but- Yeah. yeah. You, know, you, can, you, can, you
1: can- I can- Yeah, well, no, of course. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, this was- It was such a quirky game. Um, I, I, like, I'm actually surprised it did get such uh, a wide critical reception- um, given sort of that it's a, a bit of a quirky thing from a small studio, but the man- yeah, the metaphor of this person's, of this, of the main character's ego, like turning them into this monster. Um, yeah. And then, and then putting that in the form of like a side scrolling beat beat-em-up. <laughs> like you just wouldn't, you just wouldn't come up with
0: that sort of thing, but it yeah, just worked the- so well. The customization, like. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was just amazing that. Every single one of these monsters could look like they were like hand drawn. It didn't look like you were just ch- chucking stuff onto these monsters just for the sake of it. It was that they all blended in so well. Like, well, and just that you could customize that you're essentially, you're customizing the enemies
1: even in this game because, because of the way that you, that the, that the ego was generating. Uh, and growing, it was like, you're sort of customizing how your character saw the world. Yeah. Uh, at least that's what I got from it. Um, but it, it just, it's kind of made it, even though, even though so many of them were these, uh, you know, cookie cutter, you know, beat them up enemies, it made it that little bit more personal. Like you were fighting someone that you knew, um, or at least the representation of them. Oh, yep. what I, and what I loved about the customization is the way that they would sort of pick up on your choices. So, like, when you give, you know, the cookie cutter, miniony sort of characters, you know, a particular type of hat or particular clothes or coloring or whatever, that then the big boss at the end of that level would have, like, it wasn't the exact same. They wouldn't just take those options and apply it to the boss. Like, there was different stuff, but it had the same style.
0: Right. Um, and so that, yeah, I don't know. That was, that was just cool to me the way that worked. Um, what I, what I liked was again, I mean, it, this seems to be something that happened that was going on very, very early on in tonight's episode. Uh, the ray tracing that they managed to do in a 2D environment and, <laughs> and, and get, you know, just the way those street lamps looked. Like,
1: well, ugh, what, yeah, Shetskis. what impressed me <laughs>
0: is, because obviously
1: it was a 3D it was a 3D world with two like with hand animated 2D characters in it then but again same way that the, cust- the the sort of the the customizations fit in so well it was just seamless the way that it fit into the the 3D world like the the, the refractions that they had. off
0: the glass and you know yeah so it had these elements of realism in there but in this 2D world um i've got to say that my favorite my favorite level was in in the funhouse uh, the yeah. room of mirrors, where I don't know how many bounce reflections they had, <laughs> but there was just.
1: <laughs> well, but not only did they bounce the like the backgrounds around, but then the characters were different in the mirrors, like their reflections changed. Mm. So it wasn't even just a straight ray trace; like they had to, they had to change it up. So yeah, I mean, techni- technically, I don't even want to think about how they how they did that. Um But like, but. Visually, it was a feast, you know, it, 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 it was amazing. And the fact that they managed to, to keep that going without it being like super confusing. And I mean, yeah. c- it's obviously supposed to be somewhat confusing, but like you could still, you could still read, you could tell, you know, where your character was essentially and where they were supposed to attack and whatever. Like it didn't just
0: become this mess of, of color. Um, I mean, should, should we talk about like the main antagonist of the game? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um, I, I think it, it was, like when you first see, you know, the intro video, and you're seeing, um, you know, this character and their third grade teacher, because obviously you you get to choose your character, but then for the third grade teacher to be the arch nemesis, like that, yeah, that's pretty it, impressive. Like,
1: I mean, I it, I like the the way they tied it into the story, though. Like that was where these sort that's of where the ego started. Yeah, this is where like the, exactly this is where these sort of personality. Challenges, and you know, it obviously wasn't her that caused them. Like, but they were exacerbated so much by. I don't know. I think of-
0: there was a little bit of darkness below the surface that this third grade te- teacher was stroking the ego of this of this character to get it to be more stronger and and almost as if you know. Yeah, they knew. Like they, well, they I had they, extra they, knowledge. Yeah, I
1: think to me it seemed like they they selected your character like. From that opening intro, you know, it was you that they picked out of the class to sort of stay after and tell you, you know, how amazing you're doing. And mm-hmm. so, I, I think there was definitely that darkness there and it was a confronting kind of story in that way, given your age at the time and that sort of thing. But um, but um then, yeah, like jumping it forward to kind of 10 years later and you're just this complete egomaniac and- finally kind of coming to terms with it and realising how much it's hurting everyone around you and then essentially, like, dealing with that. Like, the game's essentially
0: therapy, right? Yeah. Um Yeah. Oh, I, it, was, it was really done. It was really well done. Yeah. Uh, my next one. Yeah. We and should start moving through these a little bit quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for, for people who know me, who know me pretty well, I don't usually like strategy games at all, but mm. Galactic Hospital was just, <laughs> yeah. like, it was just-
1: I love it amazing
0: how how cool it was to to like be doing surgery on on different aliens and having to know their biology by you know i mean sometimes you have to judge a book by their cover yeah like they came in and yeah got, i mean they've it- got three three tentacles and like two normal limbs okay you can go to this biology text textbook and and know that you need this particular uh this particular surgeon to work on them because yeah. they specialize in well, what I-
1: So, firstly, this belongs to the top ten just for getting you excited about the strategy definitely yeah Definitely. Uh, and- But, yeah, I think it's exactly that that did it. And just that you could get to the point where- Like, it was all internally consistent enough that an alien could come in with a com- a configuration that, like, of, 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 you know, body parts, essentially, that you hadn't seen before, but- you And there's no enough.
0: manual for, but- you knew you enough knew that-
1: about how everything fit together by that point that you could make y- the right. You decision. could get Doctor
0: Gerald, um, Doctor, <laughs> and um, and Phyllis. Uh, they they could all they could all jump in in the room together and work on the individual p- pieces. Like yeah. yeah, it was just like and it never really seen, opened like, my I've never mind.
1: Never seen a strategy game. Because like you've had there've been plenty of hospital games, but they're always about like so much of the administrative stuff of the yeah, hospital, which yeah. I think is what you what bores you about it. But having this essentially just being more around strategizing the running of this surgery yeah. and like emergencies coming in and that you might get interrupted, like you've got a surgery running and someone else comes in, you're like, Oh shit, that surgeon that we need for this is already in another surgery. Like, how do we deal with this? Um, I think that just really you know, made it stand out.
0: Okay. Um, I don't think we need, to m- we need to say much more about that one. Uh, what I do want to go through is honourable mentions before we get into our final two. All right. I <laughs> hope you've been keeping track. I've been keeping track. All right.
1: Honourable mentions. Okay. So, we're just going to quickly go through some of the great games that did come out this year that didn't make it into our final Okay. Two. How this is going to work is you're going to give
0: a title and a quick rundown of what the game was. All right. Just like five, ten second
1: rundown. Okay. Um, all right. Should you want me to go first? You go first. All right. Deranged cyborg pioneer. Yep. Like just coming onto a new planet, essentially like an Oregon trail kind of deal, but you've, you're a cyborg and you've got, you know, you're finding body parts and stuff
0: that to attach to yourself. Like just, yeah. So good. Fantastic sex base. Now it, <sighs> yeah, it was, okay. it was one of the more adult oriented ones, but it, it was just a great base building thing, but you got to also build sex dungeons. I mean, who's, who doesn't love that? Yeah. Cloud fight, uh, couch
1: co-op in the clouds, like, what more can you you ask for? Like, we played that a ton.
0: hmm Uh, spooky aerobics frenzy. The fact that they, yep. they put, like, an aerobic game and a horror game in, like, a frenetic sort of thing, like, Mwah. It was great. <laughs> chef's kiss. <laughs> Another chef's- That's the second
1: chef's kiss. That, that's
0: not the second. That's, like, Oh, I
1: mean, it's, it is our, it is our game of the year. So they're all chef's kisses, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, pillage of opportunity. Oh, yep. Uh, just like this fleet of pirates coming to a new world and, and pillage it. Like just, just the whole up and down the coast.
0: Mm. Yeah. It it was very satisfying in a weird, horrible way. And my final honorable mention of this year is mystic frisbee horror. Like. Another horror one for you. You do like your horror games. I do love. I do. not I don't like go playing got, them. Yeah, I you've like, got, like watching. Yeah. Like I've got a love hate relationship. Um, but the fact that this is a this was a frisbee from another dimension, and when you threw it, it it like had like Cthulhu like horrors that went out at people. It was just it was like a a pretty cool thing, and then you could you know bring yeah. bring everything uh, bring the frisbee back to you. Uh, you just had to make sure that the the tentacles were back in off the frisbee at that time.
1: Yeah. And I've just got one. This isn't an honourable mention honourable because mention, this game was fucking terrible. But just as, like, the weirdest game that came out this year, <laughs> Celebrity Spider Collection, like, put just pulling random celebrities' faces and putting them on spiders that you then had to hunt down around this house. Like, I don't- Firstly, I don't know how they got the rights to the likenesses of all these big name celebrities. Like, how did they sell them on this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I actually I think, think it's
1: they related to nfts or something because i it's kind of I think what old. they
0: actually did though is they did like a guerrilla filming sort of thing of you know taking a zoom recorder because I swear some of those some of those um some of those words that people were saying it didn't feel that natural it looked like they sounded <laughs> like they'd just sort of <laughs> like been pieced together from conversation
1: yeah. yeah it was I, this has definitely got something to do with some scam. It's probably crypto related. I don't know, but it came out. It was a game that came out, and people played it. I don't know. It was weird.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. All
1: right. Should we get into, our,
0: into uh, our final two? So you've kept this one from me, and I've kept my one from you. Like yep. we gave each
1: other uh, one each that we we sort of didn't uh, that we didn't argue over. We just got one that we got to to essentially get bring in without any vetoes.
0: Yeah. i believe me. And there were some vetoes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, I barely got missed it and you said veto. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, we have fun.
0: Yeah, we do. Uh, all right. Who's, who's going first? You You go first.
1: first. This, I I don't know. This one's kind of, it's kind of hard to talk about. I really, I really liked it. Uh, and there's a reason I picked this one as my one you couldn't veto. (laughs) My very own fire machine was the title. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: That piece of shit. (laughs)
1: come on i thought this game it just it did some really interesting things with i mean first just the fire propagation mechanics obviously worked really well Mm -hmm. i know that it had some elements of like building and strategy sort of stuff which is probably why you didn't which is why you know one of the reasons i know that you don't like it um but just like having these towns kind of build up and you could influence them in different ways and then coming in as this little kid to just fucking burn them down. I don't know. There was something so cathartic about it, I felt. It was one of these <sighs> games that I just like- Because I, I have games that I put on a podcast and I just play a game that kind of doesn't require deep story and that sort of thing. It's yes, but about.
0: most of them don't require arson.
1: Yeah, but you kind of have to look- It's more about cleansing.
0: You do realise that there's a big segment of that game in which you have to- Call the fire engines away so that they don't get to your building. I know, I played a lot of it. But it's just
1: one of these it's almost a it's almost a Zen game for me. It's just like this city builds up and it's pollution and it's horrible thing. You see people fighting on the streets and stuff, and then you just fucking come in and just burn it all down to nothing. Right, and this strategy, right, like, you have to set the fires at the right place, and like you said, you have to call the fire engines to the right parts of town so they can't get there fast enough before the blaze just, like- But just watching it those takes fire- over. Yep. Watching those fire fronts when you get it right, and when it's past that point of no return, just, like,
0: just come straight across this fucking hell city that's- I've got to say- The one thing I did like about it was they got the backdraft physics really quite well. Like, not, not the actual fire physics, but the physics from the movie (laughs) backdraft.
1: It felt, well, that's it. And that's, that's part of it is so much of it is just around the feel of it all, right? Just, you can almost, you can almost feel the heat radiating from your screen. Uh, I don't know. I, I loved it. You could almost, you could almost feel the,
0: the heat radiating from your computer as it, it calculated all the. Yeah, it, it, yes, it cooked it. Like, yeah. you you know the reason why I don't like this is because it cooked one of my PCs this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know I, you've kind of got
1: a, a vendetta there against it, but anyway, that was that was my game. I I really enjoyed. it. I'm probably going to play some more after this. Uh, probably, it's like my, it's ironically, it's my cooldown game.
0: Well, you're really not going to like mine. Um, <laughs> I for think the I third year running. To- the third year running, yeah, no one can stop the offers. Ex, that's oh, right. They released a new edition this year.
1: Oh, we said stop doing that, so you, they, so you wouldn't have the opportunity to put it into your fucking top ten list. I know. So, so what did they? Because I don't even fucking play this. What did they add?
0: They to added this version? another whole act to this point and click adventure game. Okay, just in case you haven't listened to the the like any of our episodes before and you haven't heard me rave about this game, no one can stop The Office. It's set in the early 2000s when Ricky Gervais is trying to stop the American so office dumb. from being created. He finds out after after doing all this stuff that no one can stop The Office and he becomes an executive producer on it. And it's, it's a, tr- a true story. Usually you and I share humour in a big way and I can get behind
1: some of the weirder humor things out there, um, you know, like, you like I your, um, watch, like Garth Marenghi's
0: Dark Place. Together
1: and- or, or, you know, some of these, some of these things that are not for everyone, but this, I just, I don't get it. It's just stupid to me. I don't get it. So they added a whole other act.
0: Had so a whole t- new t- act. T- spot I guess without spoiling too much. What's the gist? So, so it happens in between seasons two and three. Okay. And it's a, about like Ricky Gervais is getting ready to to do some work, you know, with with Steve Carell, mm-hmm. um, and it's just they go on a road trip together, and it is some of the funniest, like most awkward stuff that you've ever ever sort of heard, and it feels like you know how Jacob Janovka was going to make that uh, Seinfeld game, yeah. Well, it feels like this is like the precursor to to that. It's it's. A game where nothing happens, but that's the beauty of it. Like it, it feels very cringeworthy. Like, are there puzzles? Like though? the office? No, no. It's, it's like an interactive fiction, but it's all mm. about this this trip I that think they that's take together. Part of
1: like, and look, I in general, I love point and click adventures. I quite enjoy interactive fiction. Um You know, we had a dating game as one of the. I don't. There's. It just feels well. For one, the way what I don't like is the way that they force you to go back and follow every dialogue path. Like it's sort of it just feels like this very like oh we don't want like we want you to see all of our brilliant writing. It's it's not all brilliant. Uh like to 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 make you do. And I know some people like that because they're such completionists, but they they want to see everything a game has to offer the first time through, but it's just to me it just takes away from like the
0: actual story. Well, what I love about the the fact that you have to go back and listen to all the dialogue because of course you want to listen to it all. It's played by the original cast, except for Jim. They couldn't get they didn't pay they for couldn't get John his, but they got everyone else. Like Phyllis is back. It's Phyllis in this new section. Uh she's at the start, right before they hit the road. Before they hit the road, yeah. But I do just, love me,
1: I do love me some Phyllis.
0: Yeah, but she's it's the just, best
1: part of those games.
0: Yeah. I mean, she. She alone like carried Acts two and three. Like I, mean, I didn't play them all the way through, but it's that's within the first like eight hours of the game. Like I you just know, I couldn't. There's only seventeen acts. Don't you, you find you it so them annoying
1: all. that because they make you go back and listen, like they don't just make you go back. Like you have to listen to the whole conversation up to that. Like for those last few bits up to that conversation tree again. Like why don't they just? They almost should just make it an animated movie if they're not gonna let you actually make reasonable. What I love is
0: that you can go down and I mean the the new system that they added in in, you know, the in last year's SX version. Yeah. Oh, and and the less that we talk about the DS version, that's just like that was horrible. It wasn't even voiced. Like, there's no point about that. But the SX version that they released last year, they actually added a counter so you could actually sort of see how many lines in this act you've already listened to and you just have to go hunting for those last couple, like last couple of lines. And it's
1: right. Well that, yeah, that's good at least because when I played it, like there were definitely some sections. And again, because you have to find all the dialogue, the, the fucking makers want you to l- read all of their amazing jokes. Uh, I was stuck in some areas for ages because essentially pixel hunting because I couldn't find those last lines. But so that's a good, that's a benefit at least. Um, And, look, I to be fair, I know this, like, started as a fan game and sort of had enough popularity that they managed to, rather than just get shut down, like, so many of these things do
0: actually get picked up and licensed properly, hence the voice acting and stuff coming in later on. But just, didn't you love, oh, I suppose you may not have got to Act 9 when when they brought in all the people from the US US and UK office and they all did, like, that whole act together. Like,
1: (sighs) I don't know. That does sound good. I guess. I guess. I guess. I'll
0: maybe with this ex version. I'll
1: jump back in. But
0: yeah, just make sure you stay away from DS ex because that's just. Oh, sorry. That was the three DS ex. It's still not voiced. Like yeah, yeah. The switch version is
1: so. Well, maybe I'll give it a go. Um, that's a weird one to end our top 10 on, but like we said, <laughs> no particular,
0: order. no particular order, no particular order,
1: no particular order. So, well, like just to sort of wrap it up so many good games this year, like for being in the middle of a fucking pandemic, we've uh, been it's, spoiled. We've been spoiled. Like, you know, if you needed something to do sitting at home in isolation, you had it. There was just so many options. So yeah, I don't know We're back next week. We'll have our usual stuff. All of our gaming news and the chatting about the latest hints and tips. But, uh, yeah. And of course
0: it. the, the welcome return of Ben Spews.
1: Yep. Next week I'll be spewing about, uh, the new Guardians of the Galaxy game. It's really good. Uh, and, uh, so you've got that to look forward to. But until awesome. then, I think we'll finish up this episode. So, look, if you want to find us online, check out any of our previous episodes, go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm, check them all out. They're all exactly like this one, where we are just a regular gaming podcast. And they're not about improvised game
0: design that we come up with from random words, because that would be weird. It would be. Uh And if you like the song that we play at the start and end, that's- Mantra finds off the album Containment Failure by the band Kurodas.
1: That's right, so thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm.
0: I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. The Storm, Storm On